guys. Welcome back to the Mirandas. I think this is a first that this is um, two days in a row. (laughs) We are recording and putting out an episode (laughs) because and just like that is I don't know if it's worthy of it, but we feel compelled to get our reviews out there. Um, Yeah. So, wow. I mean, so much has changed since we last talked. I've I'm embarrassed to admit that I've watched the episode twice. Episode two. Yeah. I mean, I just was writing so many notes and I actually have a full on specific list for if we want to do another lightning round of like weird, like contemporary PC things that were mentioned. Oh, yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> Should we start with initial reactions first? Um, yeah, let's start with initial reactions first. <laughs> okay. Um, why don't you start? <laughs> so I figured it out. I have figured out why this okay. show sucks so badly. <laughs> and it's just one word. Acting. The acting is atrocious. Oh, boy. Gilly, I am now realizing, okay, these some of these actors have not been keeping up with their craft. Okay, Steve, terrible. <laughs> Missing all of his marks. Kristen oh Davis, God, yeah. she's been, I don't, she's been getting too much work done and she has lost all ability <laughs> to like be in the moment acting. It's, I, I, the acting is bad. And I've never really I don't really think it's just the, the act. I don't think it's just the acting. I think it's the, well, okay. I think part of it is like the cameos, like Miffy Vaughn, whatever the fuck. And then like, who cares? And then Susan Sharon is back, which is like a really obscure character. If you're not like, a, obsessively watching yeah that's a deep city. cut character yeah and she was blonde so i don't think anyone would recognize her and that acting was bad <laughs> i will say this i think she looked physically great um i think she's yes. aged very beautifully and but yeah very weird so initial reaction to this episode carrie is cold <laughs> she's yeah. a cold cold woman and the speech that she wrote for miranda ready it will leave a big hole. I'm not a hole. A <laughs> big hole. <laughs> okay, so, okay, guys. So just to, like, recap the, I guess, the, the first horrific episode. We ended the episode with Big dying. And episode two, it's the funeral episode. I actually have to say, like, this was a little bit sad to watch yeah um and I, I do really like i did like seeing miranda's character have a sleepover with carrie um i think you know as the miranda's like i think it was really nice that carrie called miranda up and i think we've talked about this in the past which is that like Car- like miranda and carrie are kind of each other's rider dies it seems like mm-hmm for and whatever so that reason. Was, <laughs> yeah. So that was a really nice moment of female friendship, which is like sleeping over and like being there for her. Yeah. And we also see that from Samantha this episode, that Samantha sends this absolutely gorgeous flower arrangement for oh. the casket. And it shows Samantha's loyalty. And it's, it's something that I'm kind of frustrated about with this show is that Samantha mm-hmm. was always an incredibly loyal friend. That was mm-hmm. one of the most redeeming qualities and a hallmark of the character was how loyal she was. Mm-hmm. And so for them to write mm-hmm. her off as this abandoned, uh, like someone who is abandoning the girls and this friendships kind of just doesn't flow well, well with the character development. I mean, 
But maybe that kind of weirdly works because Carrie like fired her as her publicist and Samantha yeah. felt like really like, okay. It was like that That was the straw that broke the camel back. That was, yeah. that was it. Um, yeah, I have to say actually that was that moment I gasped when it said the it said love Samantha from in this card of these flowers that were all over. <laughs> I literally was like, like <gasps> Kim, there's still a chance. We don't have to yeah, make yeah. character a total villain. <laughs> totally. So I was touched by that part. I was, yeah. But um I think that there were there was okay. This Let episode me, was not yeah. as atrocious as the first one. True, but <laughs> I would like to read some headlines that describe this show. Yes. Um, let's see. New York Times review. And just like that, it all went wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Okay, Slate Magazine. And just like that on HBO, the Sex in the City revival turns Miranda into a white liberal nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's see what's another one. There was, and just like that, is sexless in the city. Oh, my God. I love the Miranda one. Or there was another one that even just described it as weird. <laughs> just simply put, weird. <laughs> I think it's New York Post, yeah. New Sex in the City series, and just like that, is woke, weird, and awful. <laughs> Okay, would that not be the most offensive thing to say something? You're woke, you're weird, and you're awful. <laughs> okay, so I have a question for you. I have a question. Okay, what? Okay, so we don't, no one will really know what went down with Kim Cattrall and Sarah Jessica Parker and the rest of the castmates. No one will ever really know. However, let's just, for fun, if you were Kim Cattrall and you woke up Friday morning, to all those headlines about how awful the series is, what would your reaction be? I mean, it would be the most <laughs> intense, selfish joy. The like, <laughs> what's that German word for pleasure in someone's pain? I think it's Schadenfreude. I think I would experience that. <laughs> I, I, I really think it would be that. I'm going to make sure that that's the right. I don't want to, as a German, wait, let, let me see this. I, I, that, that, German yeah. file. Yeah, it would be schadenfreude. That's the only way to describe <laughs> Okay. So, okay. So for me, I, that's, I mean, I think I would feel really like, satisfied and being like, yep, like, th- like this isn't why I did it. But also, Maybe Kim Cattrall feels like sad because yeah. this was such a great show and it's being dragged. It's being dragged. It's being dragged through the whatever mud. And also like I mean I just wondered. And then I wondered. Mm. Maybe she could be feeling well if I had agreed to do it. Maybe it would have been better. And, like, She's having survivor's put- guilt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> maybe I could have like proofread this thing. Maybe, you know, like as you said, and, you know, as we after we reviewed the first episode, it seems like Sarah Jessica Parker was just surrounded by yes men yeah. and like didn't get a proper peer review of the script because the script is objectively 
terrible. Yeah, no, it's objectively bad. And I don't, I haven't read anything positive. I don't know who's doing publicity for the show. I'm sure they're going to get fired because there's been like zero good press. Um, There was also a (laughs) lot of hype for this show, particularly with all the like paparazzi photos and seeing it around New York City. Um, It's... Yeah, it's carried. so funny that you said about the, the, the guilt. I know it's survivors. She's like, I am unscathed and they are <laughs> being burnt at the stake. <laughs> so, yeah, I think there's survivors guilt and shot and fright at the same time. <laughs> I have a carry tracker and you know what? I already know what it is. It- I don't need professional help. I've got you guys. Yeah, for about another 10 minutes. It's, it might be a really inappropriate carry chakra, and I may be canceled after it. I know, I know okay, what you're going to say. Guess, guess. So it, within the first five minutes, it was a carry tracker. <laughs> yeah, totally. So what do I do now, Miranda? Well, <laughs> they're going to roll out the body. She's like, no, no, about me. And I, I was like, oh, my God, Carrie. I know. I meant me. <laughs> <laughs> and it was in this way, this kind of like touching scene, right? Where she's completely lost. Here's the love of her life is now being rolled away in this like fucking body bag on a stretcher and her friend comes over. So I totally get the the like feeling of like, what's next? But I was like, Carrie, maybe be here now and kind of think like, what, what about him? <laughs> Just... Okay, so um, in this episode, aside from, you know, okay, the funeral, there is kind of like a weird dynamic between Charlotte and Carrie, because Charlotte, which I, if I were Charlotte, I would feel the exact same way, which is Charlotte feels incredibly guilty. She's doing the coulda, woulda, shoulda thing, which is, you know, if I didn't make you go to Lily's recital, then you would have been there with Big and you could have saved him and you could have gone to the Hamptons that night and and whatever, whatever. And, and Carrie is actually saying, like, it's not your fault. Like, I mean, he's had a history of heart problems, I guess. And um, which yeah. we actually remember seeing, I think, in season five. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Season five when he has the heart surgery and she's the candy striper who goes to like. Yeah. Or candy stripper, as she says. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But so um, basically there's this really great line where Charlotte again is, you know, pleading to Carrie saying, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And Carrie's just Carrie's saying, like, I am angry. I'm not angry at you. (laughs) And then this line made me die. She goes, I should have gone to the Hamptons with Big on Wednesday night. <laughs> like I wanted to. <laughs> I know. It's like, tell us how you really feel, Carrie. You don't should have gone her, to the Hamptons. No. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> like I wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> that was just like full drama. Oh. And. I love that the neighbor peeks out and then Carrie's like, and scene. And then she's like, hey, Phil. Well, the best part is like, okay, we could play with hypotheticals all day long. (laughs) But maybe Big should have just gone to Lily's recital like Carrie asked him to. And maybe everyone would be happy and he would not be dead. (laughs) So pretty much. He's fucking bald again. And so... (laughs) 
Yeah, exactly. Okay, did you have you been seeing the some of the memes <laughs> where it's talking about how Lily has now caused the demise of Carrie's relationship again? Wait, what was the first time? Remind me. The first one was in the first movie where she takes Carrie's phone and puts it in her little purse before the wedding. And so oh, she, Big is calling Carrie because he wants to hear her voice, <laughs> wants to hear her voice. And she doesn't have her phone and Lily has it. Mm, oh, that's God, good. So great. Um, yeah. So there were. Um, yeah. OK, let's Miranda. So the, the alcoholic <laughs> plot is now in full swing. It's in full swing. And now we have lesbian slash queer. We don't know, though, do we? Gilly, <laughs> I haven't looked Gilly. at the spoilers. I'll take your Gilly, word for it. I have not looked at any spoilers, but the interaction between her and Che is obviously one that is like, okay, there's anger. They're building tension. They're building connection. Some flirting. Oh, yeah. That was heavy flirting. And I will bet money, 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 money that Miranda's alcoholism will A, be confronted, as will her sexuality. I am just really annoyed by... I'm annoyed. Sarah Jessica Parker just took a fucking... (laughs) (laughs) Just took a fucking weed whacker and just started... Oh, Cynthia, you wanted to run for public office? That's... (laughs) She's slashing all these characters. You're dead. You're deaf. (laughs) You're an alcoholic. (laughs) You've been gay this whole time. (laughs) Oh, Kristen. (laughs) Oh, my God. No, you're absolutely right. Like, what are they doing to Miranda? Yeah, I don't know. And actually, someone texted me, one of our listeners, and was saying, like, you know, like, they have Miranda so glam. And I'm like, I know there's something that between the set and like the costumes, I really hate how like luxurious and glamorous the whole like, yeah, like show is. Have you have you seen her eyelash extensions? I don't want to get like really petty. Yeah. But Miranda is not somebody who like they're kind of preaching, oh, the gray hair natural. And they have these like fucking giant ass lash extensions. Well, on. That's why I liked the show, like the actual series, because it was more down to earth. And you saw like yeah. Miranda taking a brownie out of the garbage can in her a, a one bedroom apartment. And like there was like almost like more like humbleness to the show but now everyone has like lash extensions everyone has such a nice home everything is too big of a budget yeah everything is just so glossy and like and then she's yeah like i don't know like i have a note that says why can't they just let miranda wear her denim off overalls to her like master's class at columbia like she's going through security she's dropping her books she's wearing like six inch heels like I don't know. The whole thing is just... No, they're they're torturing this character. <laughs> we are watching a slaughter happen in front of no, our No, but eyes. like SJP is full on like decided to burn Miranda at the stake <laughs> in this reboot. Like, do you, it feels... Yeah. I, I feel personally attacked. <laughs> no, yeah. And, and they've made Steve basically like he's lost 40 IQ points and he needed every single one of those. I know. I mean... Just because he's deaf doesn't mean he's stupid. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so 
oh, okay. So now you're basically like asserting, you know, someone with an, he's like an elderly man and who, you know, his son is basically having egregious, loud sex in their home, which was so inappropriate. I thought that was really weird. Sarah, I have the exact same note. I feel like. We see Brady and his girlfriend having like extremely explicit sex. She's on top. They are super loud. And he also refers to her as ride me cowboy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Other s- subplot yeah. happenings. <laughs> and I, they're high schoolers after all. And I was like, I felt like I shouldn't be watching it. Like it was like glorifying. Yeah. I don't know. And it's not, you know, it's like, it's weird because it's like for me watching that clip reminded me of being younger in like my more like formative years and watching sex in the city and learning about it and how like it took me some like time in my own like life experience to learn that in tv like for females it's like so like performative performative yeah and i felt it was so performative not that again not but then it's kind of funny because then at that age, like maybe you are kind of faking it, right? I think you are performing sex in a lot of ways. And we talked about this last night in that at what point does a show in, that had the title Sex in the City have the um, duty to portray sex realistically? And they never have on this show. There's no. very few moments in which I've ever related to sex on this yes show. Yes and no, I though. feel like I'm... What you? Yes and no. Okay, what parts? I'm really trying to think. Like, I I don't think sex was portrayed fairly or correctly. I think it was portrayed almost comically, which can be good. There was there were elements that were I connected to, but not the actual portrayal I think, of sex. Whoever was the intimacy coordinator on this set, if there was, oh one, totally, I don't think did a good like job. there was a lot of like simultaneous climaxing in the show. Like I yeah. thought that that was how it worked like i don't even think that's ever happened in life yeah he like you he, he puts his penis in and then three minutes later you're both coming At like that's just same not, like, like syncopated time and i think that um but i do think that bad sex was portrayed kind of accurately remember the jackhammer guy that carried yes like that okay, absolutely i remember watching that like when i was younger and being like lol and then when it happened i immediately my brain in that moment was like oh my god that episode of sex in the city this is happening right now oh my god um, i know I, I i told you about that that one guy oh yeah. yeah just yeah oh, forever he'll that whatever anyway i yeah so the but, but back to like the steve and brady situation first off Original OG fans of the show do not want to see Brady Hobbs fucking. They just don't. It's not okay. Brady Hobbs was a miracle baby. Okay. And we do not want to see him having sex. And Steve, why are they making Steve like to be such an idiot? Yeah. But I also don't like that they're like tolerating him having loud sex. It's okay if your teenager is like exploring sex. I mean, he's a teen. But why does it have to be so obscenely loud? <laughs> Brady, have some tact. Oh, and it was such a weird juxtaposition that they're in their bedroom. He's, he's it was, banging against the wall having sex and they don't say shit. And then at the funeral, when he's taking a hit of pot, she, complete, exactly. she creates this complete inappropriately loud scene. Yeah. It just like what's going on with their parenting? Totally. Totally. That was that was that was another cringe moment where I literally had my hands, my face in my hands, where I was like, first of all, why does the Che Diaz character, why is she always like 
ripping a joint in like a weird place, like an elevator or at a funeral. Like, yeah. And also, yeah, she's coming off like a giant predator. It's not good. It's not a good look for the non-binary few crew and then obvi- follow this and show. And then obviously like Miranda going through security at Columbia was another. Why are they like making her characters like this? It's not even like she's a Karen. I can't even figure out what she is. She just seems like a paranoid liberal who, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, she's a terrified white woman. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really understand, you know, when they go through it, describe the Columbia scene. Miranda is going through the security. Okay. First off, they're going through security at Columbia and they have to show their IDs. Miranda goes through. She's holding all these books. The professor comes in after her, can't find her ID. Now, the natural response, if you can't find your ID, is you kind of just naturally step aside and then go into the line. So the professor doesn't do this. She keeps saying, like, one moment, it's right here. Miranda automatically comes to her defense, feeling like, here's my moment to kind of stand up and show that I can helpful. And she does fall into the white savior complex, I guess, which is like automatically p- putting race, like the, the security guard is being mm-hmm. racist when really he's just doing his fucking job. Like mm-hmm. if you're in New York City, mm-hmm. you've had, like, I'm sorry, they do ask for your IDs. And the professor calls her out on it. So this whole show so far has been Miranda being called out on her wokeness or, or her performance of it. I don't know what Or it her white savior complex as the Professor Wallace. Yeah. Um, which is like, yeah, yeah, it's interesting that they're like, and then in that. the end, she does save the professor on the subway by hitting that like Chucky doll who was trying to steal <laughs> First the of all, bag. That was my, Sarah, that was my favorite part of the episode. <laughs> okay. So everyone who's, I don't know if, for everyone who's listening, whether you watched it or not, if you lived in New York City last year, you or if you just exist on Instagram, you saw that video of Chucky on the subway scaring the shit out of people in New York City. And I am obsessed that they paid homage to that. Homage. Homage to that moment. So basically they have like the Chucky character like trying to be annoying with Professor Wallace and take her bag. Maybe Miranda steps in. It was so out of left field. (laughs) It was like, it's weird. Yeah, this this show is awful and weird. I I kind of love that they're showing the subway on the show because they didn't do that <gasps> oh my God, in the series. Like we never, never saw once, the inside of a subway. They station. never once. Actually, you're right because I remember like since we've been rewatching it, like they've never once showed the subway. They've never even once talked about someone taking the subway. Yeah, so I do like that. Um, and I I like that they're showing like kind of like the panhandling and like those people down there because the New York City subway is not for the faint of heart. Okay, you you have no idea what you're going to get when you go down yeah. there. And I so I did think that was really funny that they had people like filming <laughs> and then some people who didn't give a shit at or all. Or some people happening. who were like, oh, <laughs> that was so fucking annoying. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, so I, I agree. That was actually kind of a good part. Um. So the episode ends with the girls at Carrie's place, like we talked about when Carrie says, like, I should have gone to the Hamptons. <laughs> and then the episode ends with clearly they're doing the trope of like, and just like that, and then some weird statement and then upbeat music. Yeah. I, the editing is very questionable. Yeah. 
Yeah, it really is. And and I think just in general, there's just so much splicing and hodgepodging of, you know, notable lines. Um, anything from the COVID and I didn't know how to use Zoom yet. And like, mom, it's just weed. I felt sad. I needed a hit. You know, there was <laughs> that was Brady. And there was just, yeah. Or I used to be a bouncer at a dyke bike club. Like they're just all these like weird tropes of oh, lines that remember are this spliced one? together. Big that's Gloria, big secretary. And the girls are like, oh, she she prefers to be called that. Like, are, is being called a secretary a bad thing now? I don't know. I think is it an administrative assistant? I think it's supposed to be executive assistant or admin, administrative assistant. But like, also, uh, like, if Carrie said that's big secretary, I would not even have thought twice until she said, that's what, that's what she prefers to be called. <laughs> A person who is a secretary who does secretary work. <laughs> it's just kind of like, oh my God, are we living in that age, day and age in which even someone's profession, we have to be careful of how we say it. I mean, maybe. Actually, I think I said this once to a therapist. Mm-hmm. I said something like, I, I think I might have said prostitute. And then they correct me. They're like, mm, excuse me sex worker i was like okay i think you know what i meant <laughs> like I, totally. I guess i i know like sure i get like how powerful language yeah, is yeah but this is an exact yeah um okay wait it was so it, irrelevant was like, it was like no like again like no one no one even knew this character so why are you are you throwing in no this character just to like deliver that woke line you know what i mean like so, she didn't even need to and, be there <laughs> I know. So this is what, okay. So Heather, this is a a story about Heather, really a quick tangent. Heather makes these incredibly good cookies, white chocolate oats. Holy fuck. They're delicious. And she would call them like crack cookies because they're so good. And say that now. She told someone at work. And then I guess somebody said like, you can't say that. You can't call them that. And, and I'm very much in the line of like, okay, she wasn't being offensive. They're freaking delicious and addictive. No, it's not crack. I get that. But it's this level, it's this feeling that you get that you can't say anything offensive or you're, you're going to get called out. Yes, being educated, saying the right thing. I'm all for that. I really am. But I don't like the landmine association totally. of like, if you say the wrong thing, people are like, I'm offended. Or it's like secretary. I'm offended. It's just ugh. yeah. I think I think I think it's mostly white people who are doing these things. To be honest, <laughs> no, it is. It's white people who are triggered by other white people. Yeah. Um. Moving on to the funeral. <clears throat> oh, I don't know about wow. you, but there was something extremely chilling about watching Willie Garson be at the funeral scene for big that it made me kind of sick it was like a weird foreshadow i really didn't like it yeah um he was like the first character there for carrie too at the funeral wasn't like he was just there like it was really strange yeah that is really strange and i'm curious how they're gonna write his passing into the show because i'm assuming they're still fi- they're still filming are they it hasn't wrapped yet yeah it hasn't wrapped Wait, are you kidding me they're um, still filming it i'm 80 percent sure about what i'm saying right now but <laughs> i know that miranda's character has wrapped i saw that the other day i don't think oh. carrie's character has wrapped my god it makes it's insane to me then that 
he was Gilly, I could be very wrong about this. I mean, I don't know. Okay, granted, we're making I'm about to make a grand assumption, but I don't like the idea of Willie Garson being strong armed into doing this and just like that reboot when he was like sick and on his deathbed. He's like, like that's like, my <laughs> carry tracker right fucking there. I mean, Kim Control is like, peace out. I'm not doing this. Dude, his career, though, has been defined by this show, I think. Yeah. And I'm sure he was so happy to be involved. Yes, totally. Totally. Do you know that? um, Wait. Oh, fuck. What was I going to say? God damn it. I just lost my train of thought. Okay, I have some atoning to do. Okay, right now. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So I gave misinformation on our last episode. I don't think you're supposed to give CPR to somebody having a heart attack. I don't know. I've been seeing a lot of like, like, I think Jonah Hill had an Instagram that was like, why didn't she call 911? Like, okay, 911, I stand by what I said. She should have picked up her fucking phone the minute she saw him on the ground and called 911. I take back my CPR comment. I don't take back telling people to learn it. I think you should. But I, wouldn't you but, think um, that part of like the, you know, doing the heart pal- palpating would like help with a heart attack? I don't know. I, you won't need to do. Okay. So you don't need to do CPR unless a heart attack victim goes into cardiac arrest, which means that their heart has just like stopped. Okay. I'm assuming. Okay. So so maybe I, I, it's kind of hard to say. I need to do more information. I don't want to like fully blame her for not doing CPR, but there was the funniest thing. Did you see the thing that I think it was Grace who sent it to us or maybe Lundy? I think it was Grace where it's the woman acting out the scene with <laughs> no, Carrie and Big. And then basically at the end, like putting a pillow in front of him, <laughs> just like murdering him. Yeah, I have that, not seen that. The show is getting so much shit for the death scene. Um, It shouldn't just be. Rightfully so. It shouldn't be just the death scene. I mean, Carrie was dressed. <laughs> Carrie was dressed full on like Madonna at his funeral. <laughs> Yeah, it was kind of like slutty gone with the wind yeah. kind of thing. I don't the know. outfit was terrible. It was terrible. She was wearing this poofy thing and this. She looked like she was going to the Kentucky Derby. <laughs> <laughs> and it was all black. Okay, wait. That description is so great. Going to the Kentucky Derby. Oh, my God. I, I kind of envisioned her, I don't know, like from last episode, like I knew what was going to happen. I just imagined her wearing like a long black silk, you know, jumpsuit or a long black maxi dress and blazer and like her hair down and long. I didn't expect her to like. She went full derby. Yeah, to be wearing like a mesh tool skirt. <laughs> and also her hair was so slicked back, so tight. I was like getting a headache just watching her. You know what I mean? I know. I know, I know. So, are there any fashion call-outs that, from this episode? Oh my god, she's fashion roadkill! I think that, um, I actually kind of liked Charlotte's funeral outfit. The black dress with the sheer thing with the black collar and it was belted. No, is that inappropriate? Yeah. No, I I know I liked it too. I think it was a little tight on her. Like, Mm. her boobs were basically, it was like a corset. Mm -hmm. Um... 
I liked Miranda. She said kind of like a basic black dress on. Yeah. Um, I will say, although I did not think Carrie's outfit was appropriate for a funeral, I loved her black top. Oh, yeah. 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 I do have one more thing. I have two more things I want to point out. One, um, tell me. which is I loved how like they were trying to like really make Carrie not look selfish when she was like telling Miranda, go to school, go to class, you know, and I'm like, OK, yeah. OK, Carrie, <laughs> like yeah. clearly she's trying to quote unquote atone for her, you know, past yeah, right. character selfishness. And then the last thing is and like maybe I should know this, but I did not know Big's name was John James Preston. Did you know that Preston? I believe I knew this. Okay. I did not know he had an older brother. Neither did I. Again, another irrelevant thing. And his funeral was <laughs> off the High Line at the Naftali Gallery. It was just so bizarre. The whole thing. It was. It was weird, Gilly. It was weird. And I. What are your predictions for, like, I I don't even, like, this show now, okay, I was thinking about this earlier, I was talking to my mom, and I, I, I get why they had to kill Big off. Yeah. Carrie's and Big's relationship was only interesting to watch because there was conflict. It was so shitty. Their relationship, (laughs) yeah, their relationship was defined by the uncertainty, the conflict, the tension. And now here you are, happy and content, and they just fucking had to kill him off because, like, she cannot handle things that are good. Sarah's going to be Parker, I don't know. (laughs) She's like, things are a little Carrie manifested Big's death. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh my god! Did you watch the um, like what's coming up next? No. The little like sneak peek. I did not. Thing? Oh, you? I, I couldn't. Oh god, I couldn't I do it. Tell peeks. me. Tell me what happened. All right. First off, they go into a podcast meeting and they have a woman in a wheelchair who's like the podcasting director. Okay. Again, <laughs> this is not a call out for people with a physical disability. It's like it's just this like we need to check every box. Do we have a black person? Yep. Do we have someone who's non-binary? Absolutely. Ooh, we got to get someone who's in a wheelchair. Excellent. The tokenism for a show that just started out with four rich white ladies is like, like, what are you doing? Like The the show is so self-aware that it's not even the show anymore. It's not. It's like a it's a performance of the show for an audience. Yeah. It's hard to describe why there's so much discontent while watching they it. They could have really but- just had like an interesting think piece. Like they could have written it together, the three actors and just like written, uh, you know, kind of like how M- Emily Redikowski did, which is like, she wrote a book and it was like her, her reflections of the past yeah. 10 years. And it wasn't even, I mean, I started the book by the way, and it's great. I have to say, okay, I'm gonna read I, it. I really like it because she's just she's just, you know, relaying anecdotes and memories of growing up as a young woman. And she's not really trying to come to a conclusion and say things in black and white. She's really just reflecting like little moments that really impacted her. And I think that this show like we could have I don't know, I think it would have been better if there was like some sort of reflection on the show. Or even like a podcast, an actual podcast episode about the show then yeah. from the writers and Sarah Jessica Parker, then this whole <laughs> thing. Insanity. Yeah, yeah. Why not do kind of like 
uh, not to, I don't know why I've brought up Friends twice now because I'm not like that big a fan of the show, but clearly it's on my mind. I did watch the Friends reunion. A lot of it was cringy. I don't know if you saw Matthew Perry on that, but I died inside when I heard him talking. <laughs> Rachel and I just were not stopped laughing at this guy. Like he was on the fucking edge of existence and this reunion brought it, you know, to light. But I think they could have done something like a reunion or sorts. Like the like the uh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Yeah. Why try to do a, a, the next chapter of the show. Yeah. It, it, whatever. Again, I'm going to keep watching. I enjoy watching it. I will say that. I'm going to admit this. I've been enjoying watching this. Yeah. I, I I'm just enjoying it for the train wreck it is. Rubbernecking all the way yeah. along. All right, guys. Well, that was our um, recap of the second episode of In Just Like That. And um, we might keep doing it. We might not. It really depends on... What keeps happening in the show, but pretty much it kind of depends on Gilly at this point because you guys here, I'm all in. I, I am ready. <laughs> all right. Well, let me think about it. All right. Okay, you you think about it. I. You know what, Gil? Stop shitting your wrist. Stop fucking around. You know you're gonna keep watching this show. How could you not? True. 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 How could you not? All right. So, well, guys. Um, we'll see you later, I don't Miranda. Know. I don't know what to say. I, yeah, bye, Miranda. Love you. <laughs> Good luck. Love you to pieces. <laughs> bye.